So, uh, Bobby, given the occasion, I think we should return somewhere. Go where? Imagine you're in ruins. <gasps> no. You're in. You're in some. Yes, yes. The faded no, I ruins. Don't. You. No, I. I can't go back. No, please. I can't go back. No. You are back there, oh. the same as it ever was. 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 Oh no. You feel the hot jungle air on your skin, and it feels as though you never left. Go north. Uh. uh you go north to a, a humid jungle exiting the ruins. Oh, oh no. And you look above the ruins, uh, finally taking a, a good gander at these ruins you feel so haunted by. Oh. And above in, in, a, in a big wooden sign, uh, ancient looking, um, almost petrified wood at this point, you can read in an old script language. Oh. The ruins of deceit. What? Oh yeah, that's right. Because we lied to you. Yeah, because yeah, because we lied. Because we're liars. Yeah this this week's uh this week's episode's not what we said it was gonna be because uh I the games aren't out yet. I I forgot how game jams work. Um, we can't look at them because the jam's still going on. Yeah. Uh. As a consolation, um, uh, no these these intros are getting kind of ethereal. They're they're getting a little out of hand, <laughs> but I feel like we need to top ourselves each time. No, this is almost the real show for me. This is yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you, come out for the intros. Stay for games you've never heard of. Yeah, exactly. This is this is what happens when we don't come in with a with a structure in mind. I mean, we were at the ruins. Yeah. Return return to the ruins. Imagine ruins. That's your fucking that's your centering phrase. That's your Imagine ruins. <laughs> this Just is your uh, this is your spinning top from Inception. Imagine ruins. Just watch that actually become a thought pattern now. <laughs> like you might have you might have just given some me something that'll that'll change my life imagine ruins imagine ru <laughs> just just rocketing back it just brings you back to the present it brings you back to reality when you feel lost in thought just imagine ruins just imagine here. the ruins of deceit just imagine the ruins of deceit Boom, I'm in my I'm in my mind palace. <laughs> I'm in my ruins of deceit mind palace. Okay, imagine ruins. Alright, so you you're outside the you're you're staring up at the sign. Um to the right of you, because that's that's south. You're facing south. So to the right of you in the west is a mountain that looks like it could be a volcano, perhaps. To the south of you, uh tar pits with Dinosaurs, yeah, dinosaurs, and question to, mark? Question mark? Dino, dinosaurs? Question mark? Um, you know the ones. You know the ones. To the left of you, Super Mario sixty four, um, s snowy mountain. What was the ice one called? The 
Yeah, you wouldn't know. Uh, cool, cool mountain. God fucking. Yeah, yeah. it's right yeah, off the so, dome. Yeah, M- mountain. In parentheses, secret volcano, tar pits with dinosaurs question mark, and cool, cool mountain. Those are your choices. I'm going to cool, cool mountain. I'm racing the big penguin. All right, uh, time for some very not royalty-free music of... You know the one. A a cover of Cool Cool Mountain. You're your bridge leads to the top of the mountain you see a a nice bobby i'm gonna put music in you do not have that's the penguin you hear a penguin um you see a cozy little wooden cabin with a, a very big chimney just a a fully gaping chimney i want inside of that chimney i want this penguin you you fall down the chimney Oh, your legs are broken, because you're not Mario. You're fuck. Bobby. I'm Bobby, aren't I? The penguin is freaking the fuck out. He's going to get blamed for this, and so he just fucking hightails it down the slide. Like always. Like always. So there you are in a cabin without one of its walls, and that wall leads to a, a slide in a shadowy, bottomless, nightmare ice dimension. Just how I want to go, honestly. The, the sheer weight of your fate hangs above you, like the sword of Damocles swinging back and forth. The bottom is endless. The top also endless. You cannot fathom where it is you've been placed by an unloving god. All while fucking clown music just plays overhead. And a little timer ticks away (laughs) while while the pain, the pain of your broken legs, broken in more than one spot, by the way, like your knees are just shattered. The pain of these broken legs washes over you like a dark, unthought of euphoria. The madness seeps in. (laughs) And we just made the shittiest creepypasta I've ever, ever seen. All in a day's work. (laughs) It's me. Hi, I'm Hunter J. Allen. Hi, I'm still Bobby McCarthy. And welcome to Two Itchy Boys, a little show about little games where we share with you the hidden gems and secret treasures we found deep within the Itch.io game site. And uh, yeah, this week we lied to you. We uh, we lied, again, uh, for the second time. Um, we're liars. We live in a liar's paradise. This week we were supposed to cover the a game by its cover jam, uh, of which me and Bobby have both participated in. It's not done yet. The jam is still going. I was not aware that you could not view the games that are part of the jam until the jam is over. And the jam is not over. So we um, can't uh, show you anything. Yeah, we, we are recording this on the day that the jam it was scheduled to end. However, the jam every year is extended 
you know, in the uh, the spirit of anti-crunch and uh, anti-work stress. So uh, we uh, we don't have anything of that nature for you, but instead, we thought as a fun consolation, our theme this week would be giving a look at games recommended on the Itch.io official Twitter. Yeah, so that's what we did. It is what we did. Uh, I, mm-hmm. Me and Bobby both follow uh, Itch.io on Twitter, and they're always recommending the fucking funky, freshiest games. Honestly, this is... If you, like, just in general, if you want to get into, like, indie games beyond, like, whatever's recommended on Steam or whatever, this is probably one of the better ways to find good stuff. Yeah. Just like, just like, just like, you know, just fucking follow, follow them on Twitter. Yeah, it's, uh, it's kind of wild it took us 13 episodes to be like, hey, you should check out. You should just, like, you- listen. <laughs> why, are hey. you, why are you listening to us? there's a cornucopia of great yeah there's you don't have to listen to these two dipshits just fucking (laughs) just literally get well no don't go on twitter actually don't go on twitter (laughs) please don't go please don't go on twitter man that's we we didn't have a market before but now we do two itchy boys your source for itch.io information that isn't on twitter that's not true we're both i only market this show on twitter that's true. So uh, I think I go first this week. I think you're right, my friend. Bobby, this was a very fortuitous week for us to have lied. Yeah, this was uh, this was pretty fun. This was a perfect week for me specifically to have lied. Why don't you uh, tell me why? Uh, because just a week and a half ago, the Itch.io Twitter shouted out and recommended a sequel to one of my favorite games that I've ever brought to this show. I'm talking about the sequel to Butterfly Soup. Butterfly but- Soup 2, baby! Let's fucking go! Oh. Twice the butterflies, double the soup. These good gay gals are at it again. Are there really that many butterflies in this There world? are. That many soups? The same... Actually... I think there might, I don't remember if there was any actual butterflies in the first game. There is definitely a butterfly in the sequel. Holy shit, so there is more. There, <laughs> there is infinitely more butterflies as long as the number of butterflies in the first one is none. So let me let me uh, g- give a quick lowdown. If you didn't listen to, to the, uh, the, what was it, like the Ichio Classics or the... The itchy, yeah, like the, best uh, of the best episode. That was we the did. Uh, required reading. Yes, required reading. Uh, we did a required reading. Which, if you didn't listen to that one, like, what are you doing here? Yeah, what are you doing, dog? Um, I covered the uh, Itchio hit indie darling Butterfly Soup, a coming of age, coming of out, and coming to home plate visual novel about gay girls doing baseball. Fuck yeah, party! fucking party it was a it was a very sweet heartfelt story about these four first generation uh asian american immigrant girls all discovering their sexuality uh through a baseball club and their shared friendships blossoming in different directions the metaphor of the the title and the game as a whole being that we all start out as cal we all start out as caterpillars and have to become messy, undefined butterfly soup 
while in the cocoon so that we can at some point blossom into the butterflies we're meant to be. Very wholesome, very sweet, very honest, and incredibly fucking funny. One of the funniest games I've ever fucking played. The sequel had big shoes to fill, and boy howdy, did it fill those shoes to the fucking brim. I, this game is going to be a little tough for me to talk about. One, because it's all narrative, and I don't want to spoil too much of the story, because it really does go places. But also because I feel like this game means a lot to me. Not just, you know, because it's a, a fun, you know, little gay story uh, about queers figuring themselves out, as I did in high school. But because it's also a... This game is a a beautiful sequel in that it works off of its original from a voice that is so much more mature and refined while not losing any of the heart that made the first game so fucking funny and, and warm. Um, for context, the first game came out five years ago, which is a, a pretty a pretty decent gap between uh, narrative games. And this game picks off pretty much immediately after that first game. A lot of years have passed, but it is just a second after the, the, the ending of the first. So it is like all, all the same characters? and Yes, it's all the same yes. characters. It's your, your same foursome, Dia, Menseo, Akarsha, and Noel. Um, the first game was centered mostly around the um, budding gay relationship between dia and minseo and the first game was pretty much just about like figuring out who you are and finding your identity and defining yourself through this discovery and it was about the the budding relationship between these two uh with the you know eventual um romantic climax of them finally confessing and going on a date and it's really cute this second game is now focused on the two side characters Akarsha and Noel. They're the uh, sort of main points of this game. Not to say that the other two don't have their spotlights. Just like the first game, uh, it's split into four parts, each focusing on one of the girls. But the real meat of this game is Akarsha and Noel uh, on this go around. Since, you know, it, it, it's, it's still a game about, you know, gay discovery and um, figuring out who you are. And uh, Dia and Minseo kind of already had that character development. So, I have so much written down, but looking at it now, I don't know how much I can actually talk about without ruining it. Um, this is a very mid-2000s, very high school game in its sensibilities and in its humor. Um, it hits all of that super nail on the head, but its themes are so much more mature. Like, the first game was very, like, hung onto its title as its core metaphor. Um, and that was kind of its whole thing of, like, hey, it's okay, we're all messy, we're all figuring things out. That's the natural way of things. Whereas this second game goes a lot more in-depth with its themes. The first one had uh, themes of internalized racism, internalized homophobia, um, and ideas placed upon the shoulders of children by their parents, sort of the uh, inherited issues, the sins of the father kind of thing. Whereas this game kind of deals with a more nuanced approach, 
Like, uh, all the characters kind of have a, a core issue they're dealing with. Dia has an issue where she, in the first game, she was trying to hide, like, trying to accept herself as gay against her mother's homophobia. And in this game, she's trying to accept what kind of person she wants to be and what kind of relationship she actually wants to have with her mother, um, given that she feels she doesn't even really know who her mother is and she can't relate to her, but she still wants to have a relationship with her. And I think that's a much deeper vein that needs that first game to stand upon. It's It really does some wonderful things with these characters. Yeah, it sounds like a the ideal kind of sequel. Yeah, it really is. It's kind of the perfect sequel. And this budding relationship between Akarsha and Noel, who in the first game were kind of these opposite side characters. Akarsha is this super free-spirited, goofy, uh, the funniest character in this fucking game. I'll fight anyone who says otherwise. Fuck. A real Michelangelo, right? Uh, <laughs> what? Like, uh... Oh, like- oh, I, I was like, was... <laughs> I thought you meant the painter. Oh, like the Ninja Turtles. Man. Yeah, like the Ninja like Turtles. Like the fucking Ninja Turtles. I'm sorry. I'm not. Col- I, I'm sorry. My 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 cultural my cultureometer was was uh, tuned to the wrong frequency. Yeah, she is the Michelangelo of the group. She's the she's the party dude. She does um, machines. Yeah, what? she's no no. Fuck. Noel does machines. Uh, whereas Akarsha's the party girl. Noel is this very pristine. Very much about image, honor student, has a super helicopter parent mom, and has that sort of bleed into her own life. And these two uh, really butted heads in the first game. And in the second game, honestly, when I started it and saw the sort of seeds being sown for this relationship to start, I didn't quite buy it. But the further we got into it, I really got to see how much the romantic language of Brianna Lee, the uh, the creator, how much she's matured in her artistic voice and her romantic language, because they really are such a an odd pairing, like the uh, kind of opposites attract kind of scenario. But there's there's a line that Noel thinks about Akarsha sort of later on when she's you know uh, reckoning with her feelings. There's a line she says that is, "Why did I have to meet you?" Why did you have to be so funny and make me so happy? You've ruined everything. God damn, dude. Which it really kind of touched me. Like, yeah, that's kind of love. That's, yeah. I know I'm kind of rambling and I'm talking all over the place and I'm talking more about ideas than any actual plot points, but uh, all you really need to know is it's a, a very heartwarming sequel that perfectly sits atop its predecessor um i to get myself back on track allow me this i want to read to you some of the very mid-2000s um high school things that i very much related to and found very endearing that night akarsha reads the entirety of azumanga Dayo for the first time on an illegal mantle on an illegal manga scantillation site in order to forget everything god fucking damn dude <laughs> Watching the hit movie She's the Man with your dad on cable. Listening to Katy Perry's I Kissed a Girl and thinking, is this allowed? Is this not illegal? Googling your name plus the hedgehog to find some deviant art drawings. God damn. <laughs> they have like a full like minute long conversation about uh, the fucking uh, old school like 2007 
uh, How to Be a Ninja video from Ryan Higa. Fuck. And th- they, they, <laughs> it's a real plot point where they talk about the hot new game Portal. Holy sh- God like, damn it, Akash dude. is going crazy over Portal. She's got Portal fever. She says it won't, she keeps talking at one point of like, man, isn't GLaDOS hot? Isn't she just fucking hot? God damn, man. And it's really cute because then Noelle is like, I didn't really find her that hot. I did like the game, but it gave me motion sickness like every 30 minutes. And Akash is like, oh man, that sucks that you couldn't enjoy the game. And Noelle's like, oh, I did enjoy it. I finished it. And Akash said, even with your, your motion sickness? And Noelle said, yeah, I mean, I... I had to. It, you liked it. Oh. This was really sweet. Oh, holy shit. Uh, there's a there's like a whole scene where they just have they have a birthday party and they just play Mario Golf for the GameCube and it's really nostalgic. It's really sweet and they go some brave places with it for a like dearly beloved uh now series of visual novels. They go some pretty brave places like a Menseo, the aggressive love interest of Dia in the last game, this game, it's so great because there, there's never at any point in this game where they do the lazy sequel thing of, oh, well, uh, now their relationship's on the rocks because uh, we don't have anything else to write about. No, their the relationship is rock solid through this whole second game. But there's a point where Menseo, as this Chinese immigrant, deals with the idea that she can be racist like oh holy shit one of the like the main character one of the main characters of the last game in this one does a racism like she full-on does a racism god damn and everybody calls her out for it and we know menseo she's you know she's uh very quick to action very quick to anger um uh, a somewhat violent person who is ruled by her passions and emotions of course she's like no that's bullshit. I'm not racist. I'm Chinese. And then she has a like a genuine moment of like, man, maybe maybe I was racist. Maybe I don't want to be racist. And like she fucking li- it's it's bananas. And like fuck, dude, the the last of the four stories, the one with Noel, um she had like the most what felt like in the last game, the most uh cartoonish depiction of an overbearing mother. Like she had this incredibly awful mom who would just belittle her for every little thing and in this game she's there and believe you me she's awful but her and her family take a trip to taiwan where the rest of her family is to visit um their grandfather after their grandma died and there's just like there there's a she meets her cousin who is constantly compared to her and at one point is just like yeah it's like if you had never left thailand and she's just so much like happier and is like very excited by everything. And oh no, when her mother is there, her super overbearing, never approving mother is there. She learns like, oh, your mother used to do beautiful poetry, this Chinese language poetry that she just, you know, she never, you know, felt like doing when she was in the states. And Noel tries to translate some of uh, her mom's poetry, and it's beautiful. But it's also like the the poem she chooses to translate is about these. Chinese symbols working together to create a metaphor for something beautiful that is right in front of you, but you can never attain it. Uh, it's com- they compare it to the moon reflecting all- over a lake. And she's like, oh, that's my relationship with my mom. And that's and there's a point where she quotes the Brothers Karamazov. Fuck yeah, party. About how all of us are, in a way, connected 
and form the human beings around us with every single small thing we do and how our entire personhood is just a collection of everything everyone has ever done to or around us. God damn, that's beautiful, man. This game plays with metaphors on such a larger stage than the last one did while still being the same, like, three to five hour length, same artwork visual novel. So what I'm hearing is Butterfly Soup 1 walked so 2 could run. It really, yeah, Butterfly Soup stands on the shoulders of butterfly butterfly soup two stands on the shoulders of butterfly soup one but while it stands there it just really fucking to use a baseball term knocks it out of the park (gasps) and yeah it's just it's just beautiful like it it is complex and fun and the relationship that happens between akarsha and noel is it is not a second fiddle relationship. I would honestly say it rivals the romantic quality of Dia and Minseo. It's it's just beautiful. And it deals with issues of like, like Akarsha's having all of these reservations about actually being her genuine self in front of others when like it, the idea of it is a life you want worth risking the life you have. And they really play into that. At the very end, when in the first game, it ends with all the characters sort of coming together in this final sort of a snapshot of their year together, and they all take turns uh, delivering a few finalizing lines um, to you directly as the player, and they all kind of you know that's that's when they uh, go through the metaphor of butterfly soup that we all go through this phase where we're messy and heartbroken and not all put together but that's fine because that's how it's supposed to be because we're still in the cocoon we're just butterfly soup that's okay but in this game the metaphor is a lot more complex in that the it's the idea of like they visualize it in the 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 middle of the game when a character like sees a butterfly who has come out of its cocoon with a deformed wing and one of the characters is like oh yeah that that can happen sometimes where there's a there's a false spring when it gets warmer. They will come out of their cocoons before they're fully ready and they'll just be stunted for the rest of their life and they'll die. Which holy shit. Oh no, that's <laughs> Yeah, oh, that's that's the heavier that's, part of it. That's dark. This game is kind of dealing with that of like, yeah, we're all messy and we're dealing with stuff, but I still want to think about the kind of person I want to come out of this as so I can be the person I want to be or so that I can be not so much the person I was meant to be because that's that they play a lot with fate as well. The, the idea of like, uh, who's who's to say what fate is? Um, but, you know, this idea that we you want to come out of it. And th- there's this quote they put at the very I- at the very end that uh, Noel reads out in that final snapshot that is out of the crooked timber of humanity. No straight thing was ever made. Was just oh, sent fuck fucking yeah. shivers down my spine. Fuck which yeah. first, first of all, very gay. Um, very second gay. of all, boy. No, that's them's good words. I'm I'm sorry that I couldn't deliver a very concise. Uh, oh, this is a big game dealing with big ideas. Take all the time you need. I mean, there's just like a lot of fun little things, like 
the B in LGBT stands for baseball. Fuck um, yeah. I want to go everywhere with you. The aquarium, PetSmart, Home Depot light section, airplane, stop calling my girlfriend boobs city. That's good. Yeah, it's it's all really good. Um, like it's still so fucking funny. But yeah, they deal with actual honest to God racism and of how we can use our trauma from the past to excuse putting that trauma onto others in the present and issues with like just generational divides between children and their parents, not just a I don't know, man. It's hard to I I feel a lot it's about just, this game. It's hard to really put it all into just good pl- clear words. Just play this freaking game. Yeah, just man. play this sweet I mean play the first one. You kinda really should play the first one. Like it's just so and like the final moment in this game is like a true fucking cli- like it's such a good climax. The music's really good at the end. I think it's one of the only like new tracks. Um all the other music sounded pretty much the same from the last. Um yeah, it's just a beautiful moment. They're at like a cultural festival where they're all like uh, just kind of sitting in their growth. Man, I'm going to have to cut so much of this. It's okay. I think you've got the idea. I think you've got yeah, it there. It's, it's butterfly soup, baby. Just fucking... Excuse me. I think you mean butterfly soup. Too. It's butterfly soup, too. This is also my second, my second recommendation for butterfly soup. Um, I'm going to close it out with a, one of my favorite quotes from the game. Is it just me or does King DDD look kind of sexy in this drawing? King DDD.deviantart.net. Oh, fuck yeah. Oh, fuck yeah. <laughs> I have to see where this goes. <laughs> uh, I really thought this was going to be a quick. I have such organized notes. And as soon as I started looking at them, I'm like, I cannot talk about that. It's okay. I can certainly empathize with that. And but uh I think you did a good job. I know you got my interest. Out of the crooked timber of humanity, no straight thing was ever made. There you go, man. It was, Butterfly Soup 2 is by Brianna Lee. It was released just like a, a week or two ago. It's free. Butterf- Butterfly Soup 2. Bobby, please tell me about your game. Oh yeah, that's right. I brought I, I I brought a game too. Oh yeah, this 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 shows about more than one game. Oh yeah, I brought a game too. Oh, uh, it's okay because I have not finished this. My game is called Eliza. Uh, Ooh. By hold on one moment. My uh, I minimized the the window. Hold on. Well, I think it's Alyssa actually. A L I S A. I think that's Alyssa. Yeah. Or Alisa? Alisa? Maybe it's Alisa. I don't know. Alisa. Alisa. Alisa? Alisa. Okay, yeah. Alisa. That does make sense. Okay. Um, my game is called Elisa. Uh, it's by Casper Crows. And uh, I guess you could argue that mine's, mine's a little tied back to our... Uh, required reading thing too because it's also a uh, haunted psx game although i guess that's just kind of been i think i feel like that's just kind of been a theme for me for for these yeah that's that's kind of your whole bag i i tend to bring a lot of these um it is a 
survival horror game in the uh, Resident Evil tradition, like a you know classic Resident Evil with uh, fixed camera perspectives and tank controls and the whole the whole schmagoigle. <laughs> the whole schmagoigle. Yeah, I I don't know. This is uh like I said, a game that I have not finished. Uh, because it's very hard. Um, like way, way more aggressive than uh, the uh, original Reg- Resident Evil, which this is taking a lot of inspiration from. It has a lot more enemies, and uh, you have to deal with a lot more of them at once. If anything, it feels like I should just get better at survival horror games. Uh, it doesn't really feel doesn't feel bad, you know? It doesn't feel unbalanced. It is just uh, very unforgiving. I don't know. I like that with this sort of game. I think it's I think it's good to put pressure on players in order to, you know, main, maintain that sense of panic. We love a hard game, don't we boys? Yeah. We love we love this kind of hard game uh, because it is uh, genuinely intimidating. I'm sometimes I'm genuinely reluctant to play this game, but not because I'm not drawn to it, just because it it's it's just very good at making me freak the fuck out, <laughs> <laughs> which is just uh, self on its own for the for this kind of game, right? Like that this whole genre like is tailor made to just make you, you know, microanalyze every every decision you make and just you know, be totally anxious the whole way through. And this is something that this game is very good at cultivating. Um can you tell me what the game's about? Yeah, so um you play as Eliza who is an agent for some kind of uh, intelligence agency or something. It's, I, and maybe this is something that gets elaborated on later in the game. Like I said, not very far in it. You are part of some kind of intelligence agency and you're tracking down this spy who has been leaking, leaking information of your organization or something. And... You and a partner are deployed to this uh, small village uh, somewhere in some, like, European country. Uh, again, kind, kind, kind of vague on the details. And uh, you have kind of a Resident Evil 4 intro, where you are essentially just walking around this foggy landscape uh, outside of this village, and the whole place is just totally unpopulated. Um, until you find a guy who points you in the direction of this spy who you start tailing and then you're you're attacked by these dogs a uh, big question mark because these things are made out of doll heads uh just just these massive uh hulking creatures made of these made of these uh disjointed doll parts and you know they're not fitted together or anything they're just um oh i hate that they might just be heads yeah oh i fucking hate that and you're attacked and knocked unconscious and you wake up in the dollhouse 
which is basically the Spencer Mansion from RE1. Um, like real, pretty much aesthetically, like almost exactly the same kind of deal. But uh, instead of zombies, you've got uh, these mechanical dolls that just uh, walk past you. And you have like uh, different enemy types, like um, essentially all just amal- amalgamations of body parts that shouldn't go together. <laughs> oh, I love that. That's super cool. From from there, it's just, uh, you know, a struggle to figure out, hey, what the hell is going on? You know, it it is essentially just a uh, putting one foot in front of the other, figuring out what's what's happening, why you're here uh, sort of deal. I, I don't know what else to tell you, man. This game is just fascinating and weird. Like it has. It. it weirdly like the intro kind of reminded me of a tarkovsky movie almost (laughs) just from just from the you know it's somber quiet but it also has this uh surrealist streak to it that just like once once you get into the dollhouse it's just batshit insanity like uh fuck would you just love a like psx retread of like the stalker movie fuck man <laughs> god damn man that would own bones we gotta make games man fuck we gotta make games but it 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 does kind of like flip really jarringly after the town into this like absurdist comedy tone that's you know undercut by just this constant threat of violence um that is really off-putting in a great way. <laughs> Love that. Uh, you you have like uh you have a shopkeeper like in Resident Evil 4 who you can like buy guns and stuff from. And the shopkeeper is just a little clown puppet. Like he's a little hand puppet. Like you can see the arm sticking out from like the wall operating him. It's just obviously a guy operating a puppet inside the walls, but obviously. you never you never see the guy. It's just the Ugh. arm and the puppet. Um which like when when I first saw it was like, "Oh, that's cute. That's hilarious. It's just a little hand puppet." But then you start thinking about, "Oh, this is a this is a person." Yeah, there's a dude in there. And uh it's just like that's that's the tonal line that this game is walking that is just like so fucking great. It is hilarious while terrifying and it is terrifying in its hilarity. What yeah that yeah. Yeah, that sounds about right. Which is like exactly my kind of tone. <laughs> and uh yeah, like I said, I haven't finished it yet so can't really give you anything more definitive than that kind of vibe I get from it. Uh, but yeah, you should check it out. It's So it's 15 euros, which I think cha- translates to 16, like 25 or something in the US. Uh, so it's a bit pricier than other games I've recommended, but still not like, still pretty good for a... a Worth your dollars. A pretty decent length game. Yeah, yeah. You're, you're going to get your bang for your buck here. And uh, yeah, also it just like... 
like obviously being a more modern game it has some quality of life things that that i like more like it's got uh a little like in your hud you have like a little crosshairs thing that'll light up when you're like actually aiming at enemies so you know that reduces the risk of you just wasting ammo just shooting at the wall or something because of a weird perspective Mm -hmm. uh just like little quality of life things that i wish resident evil one had um and uh also it's just like for a modern game it's really good at recreating those like crunchy ps1 graphics even in the the pre-rendered backgrounds like it has a fuzz to it oh i love that that's that that feels very very true to the time i love that early horror fuzz hell yeah yeah because like the you know the the like the character models in the backgrounds all have that kind of blurriness to it it doesn't look like a modern resolution like how resident evil one might look if you were to emulate it on like a high-end monitor or something it looks it looks like an old you know it looks like an old game being played on old hardware uh which i i really you know just always appreciate whenever someone can pull it off convincingly sounds like a good time yeah it's a pretty good time check it out like i said like 16 bucks uh, and this game is by Casper Crows. Check out Eliza. Uh, when did it come out? Ooh, that's a good question. Okay, October 22nd, 2021. Yeah, a little over a year old. Yeah. Well, neat! Yeah, it's, uh, it's pretty good. If you don't believe me, just, uh, just take play a look. Play it. Yeah, just play it. Well, I was yeah, gonna say, don't just prove us wrong. Just just look at just look at the trailers. Look at the screenshots. Like this game sells itself if you're into this sort of thing. If you're into Resident Evil likes. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. I'm gonna rescind myself from talking about another game I was playing, because I talked a lot about Butterfly Soup. Um, but I did play Clairvoyance Fishing Club. Ah uh, shit. Yeah, that 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 uh, the Itchio Twitter also recommended. It's a a pretty good little bite-sized collection of Mario Party games themed around fishing, and it slowly reveals that it is a prose-filled game about alcoholism. Oh, good. <laughs> yeah, uh, it's really funky. Check it out. That sounds like a funky time. Yeah, the. The pros is what I, well, I, I said I wouldn't talk about it. Here I am talking about it. Yeah, shame on you. What's it called? It's called Clairvoyance Fishing Club by Jonah underscore SRG. Uh, it was released uh, just last month, and it's $2. Hell yeah. It's very neat. The pros is very good. And how about you, Bobby? Uh, I haven't actually been, been playing all that much. Uh, yeah, you've been working hard on that game we're going to talk about. Yeah. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, I've been um, working hard on your uh, uh, submission to the a game by its cover jam. It's still not okay. Don't get me wrong, I I am very much um, working in the spirit of that anti crunch thing. Yeah, let's go, baby. Because uh, let's go am, take take your little naps. I am still not done. Let's take your little naps. Well, good thing for you, the jam has been extended. To end on November 30th, which 
unfortunately for us, just misses our window for recording about it next episode. So we will have officially been talking about this episode for, I think now, it's going to be five, maybe six episodes. God damn, man. Please, just let it come. <laughs> just let, just come on, I'm so close. Let the jam, I'm going to jam. Come on, I want to jam. God, welcome I'm, to the slam. Come on, don't tease me, I want to jam. But yeah, we, uh, so we can't cover it next week, but the week after... We will have ample time to play a bunch of these games and talk about our own games and the overall vibe of the A Game By Its Cover Game Jam. Yeah, I honestly can't wait. There's some good, there's some good art on these. Yo, there's some really good looking ones. These, this is going to be a banger. We can't see like all the games, but like the games people have been working on in the Discord, they look so fucking good. Oh yeah, dude. Um, this is right up my alley. A lot of fishing games. Fuck yeah, man. No, I'm, I'm I I can't even say anything, dude. I just just trust us, guys. <laughs> We've got a lot of time to look at them. Oh yeah. So save it. But that means next week we're gonna have to do a little bit of business. <laughs> we're gonna have to. <laughs> we're gonna have to spin a wheel. Oh, well, it sounds like we're gonna spin a wheel. Um. Every week that we, uh, you know, don't have like a special uh, event thing going on, we spin a wheel to decide what type of game we will talk about next time we return. That's right. And I, I didn't write a song. You didn't write a song? Wait, do you write them? Yeah. Why? Do you think, did you think I didn't? Did, did you think I, did you think I, did you think you I went into these? No, what? Bobby, that's so sad. What? They've been so bad. Oh. I mean. Oh. I mean, I. I that's just. I didn't. That's not what I no, think. No, no, no. It, it's okay. No, just spin the wheel. Are you gonna? Are you gonna just do a spin fun? the wheel? Wheel. The wheel spins. Wheel, wheel, wheel. Wheel, wheel, wheel. <laughs> oh, oh, fuck yeah. I. <laughs> Bobby, please! Bobby, this is a bad I'm bit. Failure. I don't like it when you cry. I'm a failure, man. But Bobby, next What's week we get game? to... <laughs> Bobby, What's the ne- game, man? <laughs> Bobby, next episode we're, t- we're going to bring simulators. Oh, fuck. Simulators? Yeah, dude. Simulators. Oh, I love simulating things, man. I do also love simulating things. It's I quite I find simulating quite stimulating. Oh fuck, man. That's good. That's good, man. Oh fuck, man. So yeah, break out your farming equipment and your physics-based geometry tools and your race car wheel. Yeah. This is going to be so this is a really wide um window actually oh absolutely there's so much we could do with this oh i think i know what i'm bringing actually of course you do yeah i i, I make lists i i browse through itch.io like teenagers browse through random wikipedia articles god damn man i need to step up my game it's all right 
I think that's about all we have here for you today. Uh, thank you so much for listening. If you liked us, give us a little like or a share or or a do they give us a give us a thumbs up. Give, give us, us a, f- a five star review on Yelp. Yeah, give us a an early two thousands YouTube five stars. Ooh. Yeah, yes, please. Yes, Yummy. yes, please. Um, thank you, Twinkle Park, for letting us use her music, "Busy Busy" as our theme song. It's a great track from a great artist. Go check them out. And uh, I guess I've been Hunter J. Allen. And as always, I am Bad Boy Bobby McCarthy. <gasps> oh, the Bad Boy's back! And we've been two, two itchy, itchy boys. boys. That felt good. That felt really good.